the Weed Lab Show. Your home for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello and welcome to Lead Lap. My name is Tom Baker. It is great to be back in the driver's seat of the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina for another show. And this is going to be a cool show. We are going back in time for this show. This is a history show. We're going to talk about the history of NASCAR um, through the perspective of a gentleman named Brinkley Whiteside who founded a group of, of racers called Stock Car Classics. If you all go to Facebook and you type into the search bar, Stock Car Classics, in all caps, you will find their Facebook group. Now, the Facebook group is over 9,000 members strong, but they're not all racers. Okay, there are a group of about 25 or so within that group that are racers that are Southeast based and this group of gentlemen, each of them has restored at least one Brinkley has two, at least one, uh, former NASCAR cup series car from an era gone by. And it goes all the way back in some cases to the fifties. Now, some of these are replicas and some of them are actual restored vehicles that have raced. And a couple of them literally were bound for the scrapper until someone bought them and restored them to um, uh, their original livery or whatever. Um, so these these cars, these men have these cars, and they, um, they have scheduled events. They make appearances at tracks all around the southeast. So um, Darlington, Rockingham, um, Dillon Motor Speedway was on the schedule last year. Uh, the, the, we have a bunch of shows this year. I say we because I have been blessed to be able to uh, to work with this group to kind of help them get organized and and get uh, get the media part of it going and so forth. And um, the group is going to be at Rockingham on uh, well, it's first weekend in March, so I think it's like the fourth and the fifth or whatever. But um, but they're going to be at Rockingham for their open house. And you can go and you can watch this group and stock car, uh, the Super Cup Stock Car Series will have a couple of cars up there as well. But um, Stock Car Classics is going to be the headline event for this this open house at Rockingham in on the first weekend of March. And Brinkley Whiteside, who is the founder of this group, uh, is going to join us here in our next segment and is going to talk about what went into what his idea was for the group. And, you know, and, and give us all the information that we need to know and talk about some of the cars and his cars, especially he has got two cars that actually have raced, uh, been raced in the cup series. And a lot of these gentlemen, uh, they are actual cars and some of them are replicas. But uh, again, the idea, um, the mission of the group is keeping NASCAR history on track. Now, if you were at North Wilkesboro last year when Dale Jr. was there and you saw the, the the classic stock cars that were on the track at that time that was that was the group um stock car classics is really building quickly and um there are a lot of very interesting members in the group and so over the course of the year here as we continue with these shows we're going to be uh kind of letting you hear from some of the the folks in the group and talking about their cars etc this is it's the coolest thing that I've seen in a long time, because again, the history of some of these cars and 
Some of them go back to the 50s and 60s. And then you've got some 70s, 80s, and, and early 90s cars um, and all, all varieties. Uh, and so um, in a lot of different sort of teams or drivers are represented in this is, as far as, you know, the, the liveries that these cars have. And so um, anxious to talk to Brinkley and um, excited to do that. And you know what? We are going to bring him right up and on the air because, as usual, um, Brinkley is right on time. So, uh, Brinkley Whiteside, welcome to Lee Lap, and uh, good to hear from you. Oh, hey, Tom. Good evening. Uh, nice to be here. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Can hear you just fine. And uh, like I said, it's great to... Uh, Great to have you on the program. We've got about six minutes left in the opening segment here, so we'll uh, we'll we'll use them well here. First of all, your nickname is Doc. Um, explain to the folks what exact type of doctor are you? Uh, I'm actually an optometrist. I work on eyes. Okay. Uh, I need some I do help. Everything. Yeah, I do everything but surgery. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't swing going to extra school for surgery, and you can't have cut-up hands and work on cars when you're doing surgery anyway, so <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with what I got. Well, that's uh, that's very true. You can't, you definitely cannot have cut-up hands and do surgery, so uh, well, we'll have to talk after, because I got four eyes, and I really would like to uh, to make better use of them, so um, but, uh, okay, let's talk about stock car classics here, so what was behind... What is the genesis of this? What what got you? You're kind of the the founder of the group. So what what was the genesis of this for you? The group started uh, probably five or six years ago when I purchased a car here in Richmond uh, from a friend that uh, thought it was a car previously driven at Watkins Glen by uh, David Green. And I did the research, and it was not David Green's car, and but it was yellow, so I thought it was Jeff Green's car. Okay. Uh, Jeff Jeff said it wasn't his car because he had that car. It was the race he won, first race ever at uh, Vegas. So they gave him the car as a gift. So long story short, I started doing all the research. There were three yellow cars at Watkins Glen. One of them happened to be Bill Lester. And he confirmed the car based on the pedal placement because he was the only one back then that could do heel and toe. Uh, oh wow! And that just led to that just led to the fact that uh, I had a lot of fun doing the research on the car and uh, figured you know if I had fun doing that, there were other people that were interested too. And basically, the group started with just talking about the research and cars that were out there and wanted to be on track instead of in basements and the fast forward i didn't actually finish that car until two years ago fast forward to now and we're we're up to 30 cars registered for rockingham uh march 4th okay it's taken off yeah taken off quite a bit in the last month or two now you have two cars though you have what you call lester which is that number eight uh, that, that Lester drove, and then you have another car um, in a minute or so. Talk about the other car. The other car is 
Uh, it is a Wood Brothers Michael Waltrip Thunderbird from 96. Okay. And we uh, we rebuilt that, redid it, and it's a sweetheart. Uh, the, every, the paint, the, the, the roof is not exactly right, but it's close, close enough to where if you stand five feet away, you can't tell. Uh, so the paint just pops out. And that car, we just we just started it, the engine on it uh, last Wednesday. So it will be ready to go. And uh, now that, that car really stands out. It's, it's a beautiful car. So, uh, I own half of that. Uh, my brother-in-law owns the other half. What we say is he owns the show and I own the go because I own the motor and the transmission <laughs> and the rear end. So are you bringing them both to Rockingham then? Both cars will be at Rockingham. Now, you can only drive one. Which one are you going to drive, and who's going to drive the other one? Well, Mike May, my brother-in-law, will drive uh, Woodrow. We call the Wood Brothers car Woodrow. Okay. And I'll drive I'll drive Lester because I've got the seat and everything set up for me. I'm about 6'2", and, uh, and Mike is about 5'8", so we don't <laughs> have to do some work to I do some work to switch the drivers around. Gotcha. But I'll drive the 21. I'll drive the 21 at some point, but uh, I'll stay in Leicester for now. I got you. Okay. I've seen both cars. They're gorgeous. Now, this group um, obviously is, if you, if you, and I mentioned Facebook earlier, I'll mention it again for those listening. Go to Facebook, and it's all caps, all capital letters, stock car classics. Just search that in the search bar and the group will come up. You can join. Um, but uh, the group is over 9,000 strong. But there's, you say now up to 30 racers just for Rockingham alone. So where do you put the count of actual kind of Southeast base racers that are in the group? Are we, are we between 30 and 40 now? As far as cars go, yeah. We're, yeah. It's, uh, a lot of cars are being finished up as we speak, and a lot of people are learning about it. Uh, 30 is a conservative number. We may be 35 or so at Rockingham. Wow. Uh, which is a good problem to have, but we, you know, we gotta, we gotta see what happens there. Well, it's, uh, it definitely is an interesting, now you guys go out and, uh, you run about 75, 80%. You're not out there to, to prove anything. You're out there to just put on a good show and have a good time and enjoy yourselves. Um, so it's a really neat, uh, presentation that you have and it gives people a chance to, to uh to see the cars and is there going to be something at Rockingham that lets the fans get up close and personal with you guys at all with the cars? Rockingham open house is March fourth. The track will be open. There is, as far as I understand, there is no admission charge. You will be able to come in the pits, see the cars, talk to the drivers. Awesome. And we're expecting, uh, the track is expecting a big crowd, so they're also going to open up the grandstands uh, to allow people to, to see what we got going on. Very nice. So they're excited. It's, it's their open house, but it's also the first time any car, any group of cars has been on the fresh asphalt. Yeah, because they just repaved it. You're right. Okay, so uh, we got about 25 seconds left here. So um, we're going to uh, step aside, but again, if you go to Facebook... Um, it is stock car classics, all in caps. Search for that, and you can uh, you can join the group and uh, you see all the cars and uh, everything that goes on. And uh, we're going to keep Brinkley on the line here. He's going to be with us for a while, so uh, we're going to talk about the schedule and the tracks they're going to race at next as Lead Lap continues. Stick with us. <laughs> 
Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, aka Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we're into our second segment of the morning here on WSIC. And uh, happy to be with you, Brinkley Whiteside. They call him Doc. Uh, he is an eye doctor by trade, but um, he is a racer. He is born to race, and uh, he's part of the Stock Car Classics group um, that uh, is is gaining a lot of uh, notoriety very quickly here in the Southeast and uh, and on Facebook as a whole. Um, and we were talking about the open house that Rockingham Speedway is having on March the 4th, the Stock Car Classics Group is the headliner for that particular show. But, uh, Brinkley, there's way more on the schedule for the group than that. Now, we'll get to Darlington in a minute. I want to talk about what's going on at Road Atlanta, first of all, in May, because this is a race that I'd like our audience to know about. And uh, I'd like you to kind of explain what it is and how Stock Car Classics got involved with this, because I think this is uh, this would be a cool little road trip for anybody that wants to make it to watch this event. It's really not uh, but about a four-hour drive or so from uh, the Charlotte area. Yeah, that's, uh, actually it's April 27th oh, it's April. through 30th, uh, Road Atlanta. It's the event they call the Midi, which is one of their bigger events. And we, okay, so NASCAR's having their 75th anniversary. Yep. We were lucky enough last year to rub elbows with some very high-up people within NASCAR. I'm not going to call names because uh, they might, they might, uh, they don't, they don't, they don't want people to know who they are. Doesn't matter. Just know that they're, yeah. they're, they're way up. And uh, next thing I know, we've got connections uh, with Marshall Griffin, who knows uh, a lot of people within HSR, who is the uh, group that runs the MIDI. And we get an invitation to come show our cars and make some track laps uh, Friday and Saturday at the MIDI. Uh, So there, you got to back up just a little bit where – HSR is owned by IMSA, a lot of a lot of numbers in there, a lot of letters in there. And IMSA is actually owned by NASCAR. Right. So I think that's Jim France's baby because he likes he likes the sports cars. So that's where the connection came in to have stock cars at the MIDI. Of course they have some of their own stock cars, but they're they race them and tear them up and everything like that. Sure. We just want to we just want to show ours and put them back on the trailer exactly the way they came off the trailer. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's a big. It's one of the biggest. Um, uh, you would say vintage races of the year, I guess, is the way to put it. Um, and it's it's a race that I've heard about in the past, but never really uh, knew a whole lot about. And when I started doing research after I found out that uh, you guys were going to be there, I mean this this is going to be an awesome bucket list item for me as as someone who loves the history of the sport. And um, you know these these cars that are racing there are going to be awesome. And then of course with with your group um, being a part of that, it just makes it even better. But that's at the end of April, and then in May, um, you are going to be part of the throwback weekend for NASCAR at Darlington. And again, 
on this on the seventy fifth anniversary of NASCAR, um, this year's throwback takes on a bit of an added meaning. So, what an opportunity for you guys to go and be a part of that as well. Yeah, that that's going to be something special. Uh, we had run Darlington and part of their charity event last year, and uh, Kerry Tharp, track president decided he liked what we were doing so much that he was going to bring us for his 75th anniversary. Uh, obviously, NASCAR has given him the challenge to make it as big a spectacle as possible, and we're thrilled that he's thought enough of what we're doing to invite us to come to his event both Saturday and Sunday uh, of the throwback weekend. Uh, it's actually May 13th and 14th. Okay, so now um... – you know, and again, we'll get to the rest of the schedule here in due course, but this event in particular, like you said, you've done a couple of other events at Darlington that were charity related. This is the first time you're going to be at an event there when NASCAR is there during the NASCAR weekend. So that is perhaps one of the biggest opportunities, if not the biggest opportunity that um, that your group has had um, talk about some of the cars. We've got about six minutes left in the segment. Just uh, quickly talk about some of the other cars that uh, people could be seeing at some of these events if they attend. We've attracted a wide range of cars. Uh, the easiest thing to start at the, at the early days, uh, we have the Kaiser Brothers have Buck Baker's uh, 39 Ford that he won 27 races in a row uh, back in the early days running around the Carolina. Then you've got uh, Marshall Griffin has the a replica and the real car of the oldest known stock car in existence, a 1949 Oldsmobile. He'll be a big part. Uh, I've got the Wood Brothers car. Uh, we have a Richard Petty car coming for all the way from California. Wow. We have... Kyle Petty coming, Kyle Petty car coming from Texas, and then all the local cars. Hopefully, uh, there'll be a Rusty Wallace car there. Uh, working on, working on. They won't be racing with us, but working on having the real Bonneville Daytona number seventy-one car, uh, the Winged Warrior from K and K Colors. Oh wow! So it's it's going to be big. It's definitely going to be big. And I know I'm leaving out. Everybody, I could look at all the pictures of the cars right in front of me. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 so many. Uh, if you look on our Facebook page, I, I did a portfolio of our cars yesterday, and I I had to well there were 47 cars that that I could list that either ran with us last year and have intentions hopefully running with us this year. Oh wow! So, I, I didn't know that. Yep, that... it's a it's a big big list. That's a lot of cars. Um, well, that's that's awesome. I, I haven't seen that. I'll have to go, go look at that post. Um, now, you you guys, again, I, for, the, for those listening, um, go to Facebook. Join the group. Stock Car Classics, all caps. Um, because, again, just to see the pictures of the cars and, and see some of the stories. Um, and we're working on uh, a couple of short track appearances in this area this year and uh, finalizing, trying to get finalized dates for those. Um, but uh, Darlington, Rockingham, Road Atlanta, uh, what else have you got on the schedule this year? Uh, we, we, like I said, we're trying to finalize some dates at Hickory and South Boston. 
Uh, all of our guys seem to enjoy going to the bigger tracks. Yeah. More notoriety. I mean, yeah, that's what you see. You see it on television and everything, but I enjoy going to – we went to Dillon last year, and as far as running on track, that's as much fun as I've had in a long time. Yeah, I had a great time. Uh, yeah, things like that are great. Uh, some typical tracks like that. We're probably, if our schedule allows, going to do another charity event very similar to Darlington, uh, do that at Martinsville and Richmond. Okay. So just uh, just it gets us on those tracks people haven't seen before. And it, it's, uh, it gets to you when you're actually on a track like, uh, I'm sure, Martinsville. But, you know, being at Darlington, that's, that's one of those things that's a bucket list thing to do for sure. Now, um I know that in in talking to other people that are in other disciplines of the sport where they're restoring cars, um, some of the open wheel types of racing, for example, um, a lot of times the hardest part of the restoration is tracking down parts because a lot of the parts, maybe they aren't made anymore or whatever. When you're restoring one of these stock cars, I mean, so much of them were, it, it, they were stock a lot of them, but in the later years, not so much. Is it difficult to find the parts to put these cars together with? It depends on how correct you want to be. Uh, actually, it's, the parts are out there. Anywhere anywhere from the 80s, uh, we stop at Generation 4. So we, okay. don't, we don't run any cars newer than 2007. Okay. So, but but yeah, you can find the parts. I mean, if you want an exact motor and transmission, I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, some of that stuff didn't really change a lot from from 1980 to 2007. The engineering going into them changed a lot, but those parts you can still find them. I mean, I, I both both the engines in my cars I built. The one in Leicester is pretty close to what would have run back then, uh, and the Wood Brothers car is not got quite as much motor in it, but enough to get the job done. Okay. So if someone's out there and they want to go, go, I say go racing with you, but we'll, we'll get to your, your, your style of racing here in a minute. But if someone's out there and just is listening to this and thinking, wow, okay, this sounds like maybe this is something I'd like to look at. There are a lot of cars available out there. Um, and you're saying that the parts, for the most part, are pretty well available. So what is kind of a cost area? If, if someone wanted to get a car and put it together and, and be able to bring it out uh, on track, what is kind of a, a, a cost area for that? What kind of cost are we looking at? It, that's interesting because it, to do it right, you're going to have twenty to $22,000 in a car. Okay. And obviously you can go higher than that. But uh, if you buy a, a a roller that's kind of rough, you can find those for $3,500. But by the time you do the body work and the sheet metal work, unless you do all of it yourself, you're still going to be at 20000 If you buy a car that's race-ready, you're going to be at twenty two, twenty three thousand. 23000 Or if you buy a car that's absolutely perfect, you're going to be looking at 40000 So... It, it, it ranges, but you're really going to be twenty thousand into it to do it right. Okay, which is cheap for a race 
That's actually cheap for a race car. Relatively speaking, yeah, it, it sure as heck is. Okay, so we're going to step aside, but we're going we're gonna to hang on to, to Brinkley here. When we come back, we're going to talk about kind of Brinkley's approach to the racing part of it. We'll be back with that right after this. Hey, I'm Howie DeSigo, and you're listening to B-Lab Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap. As we continue to talk with Brinkley Whiteside, who is the founder of Stock Car Classics, a group of uh, stock car racers who have restored or built replicas of cars from Generation 4 backwards. So let's say from the 50s to the early 2000s, NASCAR Cup. And, um, Brinkley, you guys do go out on the track with these cars, and it's not a parade. You guys actually do kind of put on an exhibition style of racing. You've got passing. You've got all of that. But you're not out there uh, testing the traction limit of the tires on these cars. Talk about uh, your philosophy on the racing part of it, because I think you've nailed it here with how you do it. Um, but uh, tell our audience about uh, what they can expect if they watch you guys uh, run these cars. Well, what uh, we we like to go back to our uh, mission statement, keeping history on track. And everything, I keep reminding all of our guys, and I want to thank them here in a minute, but uh, keeping history on track is the when we started, my idea was there had to be a lot of valuable cars sitting in basements that people showed to their friends but couldn't do anything with them. So that that's turned out to be true. They can put them on track. We have three groups uh, uh, that we run with all together for now. We get too many cars, not separate them. So. Yeah. But we have parade laps where you run you know, as fast as you want to. 50%, 70 miles an hour, whatever, on the bottom of the track. Then we have what we call our uh, historic group, which runs 60, around 60% of the car and driver's potential. And then the upper class, the classic group, runs 80% of the car and or driver's potential. So we can have it's fast enough to be fun but not fast enough to hopefully tear up anything. We haven't done that yet. We don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm going to knock uh, some wood so, for you here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just and, did. <laughs> uh, so so that, that's kind of the philosophy. Uh, but, but back to what I was saying, if, you, if a person has a, a Harry Gantt car in their basement, and it's a... Uh, let's say it's a 90 Monte Carlo or whatever it was. Yeah. And they want to come run with us. Well, they can start out. They can, we can, and they know nothing about a race car. We can take them from the parade laps up to 60%, eventually get them up to 80% and not tear up their cars. If they want to run 80%, if they want to run 60%, that's fine. Right. Uh, but I don't know anywhere you can put a real race car on a track and do it safely other than what we're doing. Yeah. So that, that, that's got some value to it. And as long as everybody, and so far they have been like-minded, where they want to run, but they know they don't want to tear their stuff up, and 
they they will freely admit that they're not race car drivers at this point and don't want to run 100 percent at rockingham because uh trust me that'll bite you oh yeah for sure well and, and that's the thing of course the driver assumes their own risk but um but you're you know you the idea here is to have a good time and not nobody wins nobody gets a trophy nobody gets you know a big purse there is no purse um this is strictly about uh showing off the cars and 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 having having fun with uh with a group of some of the nicest folks i've ever met and uh so i think this is a a, a great thing that you've done here and i think it's very impressive how quickly it's grown and while we've got uh, enough time in the segment, go ahead and get your thank yous in here, and uh, let's get let's get out get that out of the way so we can move on and talk about some other things. Well, I, I'd like to thank uh, I've got to thank Marshall Griffin. He is he is our connection man. He he knows more about the history of this stuff than anybody I've ever met. He's lived it all. Uh, I think he has. <laughs> Keith Brabeck, uh, Joe Jackson's been a big part. Uh, Scott Davis is a big part. Joe Cluter is a big part. It's it's a big club. It's a big family. Uh, we're we're having a good time, and everybody, like I said, everybody everybody just enjoys what we're doing. That's that's the biggest part of it. But uh, back to the the fun part. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, don't have any uh, adver- aspirations to be a cup driver at my age. <laughs> But running 120 miles an hour at Rockingham and Darlington will get your attention. It's a lot of fun. I think you rode in Marshall's car at 100 miles an hour at Darlington, and you can tell us that uh, you felt you could feel the speed. Oh, for sure. And that car is a replica of what is believed to be the oldest living, in other words, still together, uh, NASCAR uh, modified car from back in what 1950 or so. It might have been before that, but um, the 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 car, the real car, is actually in the museum at Darlington. Um, and then Marshall has a, a replica of it. And yeah, I got to be a passenger in that. Uh, and and uh, I yeah, I think it was a hundred or whatever we were doing. And um, especially in that car, of course, you could really feel the speed. And and it just makes you wonder. And and you know, you've you've gone faster than I did. You were driving but it really gives you the 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 pause to wonder uh what it's like to be you know pushing the limits of, with a with a stock car especially at darlington because obviously the wall comes up real quick there <laughs> it does I, I think what a lot of people uh don't get me wrong the, the drivers are, are great they're what do they call it uh common men doing uncommon things yes but uh they're comfortable. I mean, trust me, they couldn't be on the edge for 500 miles. I've, I've done some of it. And you you can't be on the edge all the time. You yeah. have to have a safety factor in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, of course, uh, just being able to be at a place like Darlington and take laps has to be a thrill for you. I know you grew up a race fan, obviously. And um, just to be able to, to take a car on the track that, that actually competed in a NASCAR race and, and go run laps at Darlington at any speed has to be a thrill of a lifetime. It is. Uh, yeah, 
I go I go back to my father built uh, the engines in the K and K or was one of the engine builders in the K and K seventy one that okay. won the championship in nineteen seventy. So I've I've been around it all my life. So to be able to do what we're doing is is just a dream come true for me. Yeah, I, I imagine it is, and I know for a lot of the gentlemen that are involved in the club. Um, they've either been involved in NASCAR in some way or, um, you know, have been big fans of NASCAR. And again, um, sometimes they find a car and they kind of uh, paint it to the likeness of their favorite driver. And sometimes the car is kind of, you know, painted and and restored in its original uh, livery. And so some of them are tributes and some of them are actual um, restored versions of the cars um i think it's keith right that has the nine car is he the one with the roy tyner car yeah yeah keith has a car keith has a car that was uh, rusting and rotting away in a junkyard and he's a pontiac fan so he saw it figured out what it was and spent 10 times more than the car was worth in order to get it back to where it is now and I joke with him that the car is actually faster, safer, and more reliable than it was when Roy Tyner drove it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're probably right. He doesn't, he doesn't drive it. He doesn't drive it very fast, but uh, the the car is immaculate. That uh, it it this goes back to an era of NASCAR when you could buy a car off the showroom floor and turn it into a race car. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I love that car. And um, again, you know, the idea is not how fast you drive. The idea is just to be able to enjoy the car that you have and the process of putting it together and all of that. You know, you guys seem to have as much fun sourcing the cars and then um, putting them together almost as you do actually taking them to the track and driving them. And it's it's fun to uh, be a part of the Facebook group and just uh, kind of see the um, the pictures of a uh, a project you know, before and then during and then after. Um, it's pretty amazing the work that you guys put into these things. I dropped the ball, and I'm gonna gonna fix it. I'm gonna pick up where I left off. I was doing a step by step rebuilding uh, diagram display, whatever you want to call it, of the Woodrow the 21 car oh, where okay. we, from where we bought it, we bought it. We bought it as a Sitco car and turned it into a pure later car that they actually did run twice that year as, as the uh, with the pure later paint scheme. And it, it shows doing the body work, doing the chassis work, doing the engine work. And it, I was going through showing everything that was spent. I think we're I think we're up to about twenty twenty eight thousand dollars on the whole project now. But I was showing exactly what it would take to put something like that together. And if you go on the Facebook page, I will bring that up to up to date. I've been a little busy lately, but I'll bring it up to date all the way to where we actually started the engine last week. Nice. That's awesome. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be fun. I You brought that car to Darlington once last year, and it didn't go out on the track. I don't think – I don't even know if you had a motor in it at the time. But, um, but uh, just to see the car was amazing and can't wait to see it actually – on the racetrack and get some photos of it and such and some video. But, uh, uh, Brinkley appreciate, uh, take you taking the time to jump on and talk with us here on Lee lap. And again, for all of you listening, 
Go to the Facebook uh, group, Stock Car Classics. It's all capital letters. Just join the group. You'll be able to follow along and uh, hope to see all of you out there at Rockingham on March the 4th for the first event of the year for the Stock Car Classics group. And uh, good luck with everything, uh, Brinkley, to you and everybody in the group. And uh, I look forward to, to being a part of it all year long. Thank you, sir. Tom, you've been a big help, too, so I appreciate everything you do. Absolutely. We'll be back with the final segment of Lead Lap right after this. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we roll on to our last segment for the uh, show. Boy, it goes by quick, doesn't it? Um, wanted to thank Brinkley Whiteside for taking the time. We had a scheduled guest, and that guest um, had a situation and couldn't um, had to back out at the last minute. And so uh, uh, Brinkley was readily available to jump on with us. I was going to have him on as we got closer to the end of the month, just before the Rockingham uh, date for Stock Car Classics on March the 4th, but uh, glad to be able to present him on this show. And um, so, uh, again, go to Facebook, Stock Car Classics, all in caps, and join the group and just uh, enjoy it because you're going to just see lots of pictures and stories about uh, cars from NASCAR history and a lot of cool conversation just a good bunch of folks and um, looking forward to um, helping them to tell their story. Now, one of the ways in which um, we are able to do that is through our new Steering Wheel Nation magazine and want to encourage all of you, if you haven't already, our next issue is March. Um, and so make sure that you jump over to steeringwheelnation.com and subscribe. It is $30, and you get four issues of the magazine. You'll get all four issues this year, and uh, $29.95 is actually the price. Um, four issues of the magazine, print and digital, plus you will get um, a year of access to uh, our new community platform that we're we're working on, and that's going to... Actually, um, we're hoping Monday to unveil that. And boy, I, I got some huge news about something we're going to do with our subscriber community here today. And I can't uh, can't give it away yet. But um, we are we've we've got some cool things planned for that. So for twenty nine ninety five a year, you get all four issues of the magazine and then you also get uh, access. There's going to be a bunch of content, and um, we're just super excited about the the new community platform. It is part of the Magic Interactive platform, um, and so uh, it a lot of our content. You'll have an app that you will download, um, and uh, and and then you'll be able to access that. And again, this is. Uh, it is truly interactive. It's going to be a ton of fun. So we'll tell you more about that um, as we continue on. But uh, for now, just know that uh, for twenty nine ninety five a year, you're going to have access to a lot of cool opportunities and chances to win some really, really cool uh, stuff over the course of the year. So go to steeringwheelnation.com and right at the top, 
of the website, right, right at the top of our homepage, it's a giant box, subscription box. Just, um, just click on that, and it'll take you to our landing page for the magazine. Just uh, hit the subscribe button, and you won't miss an issue. We uh, we had uh, we had a story about some of the stock car classics folks in the first issue. We're going to have uh, more coverage as we continue on, and uh, it is all about stories in that book. There are tech tips. You can go faster with the book. Um, you can uh, you'll market yourself better with the book. Um, so, you know, whether you're a race fan or you're a driver or a team owner or whatever business owner that's involved in the sport, um, we try, we are trying to make each print issue of the magazine, a collectible storybook about some of the great short track racing stories, uh, of all time. And it is really, um, you'll, you'll, you'll hear about some great drivers, some great races, uh, you know, just a lot of uh, lot of really fun stuff. So um, if you're wondering what is Steering Wheel Nation, well, that is really a lot of what it is. It is designed to be the neighborhood bar and grill uh, of, of short track motorsports news sites, short track motorsports sites on the web. Um, and I wanted a community, and Magic Interactive provided us a golden opportunity. This platform is absolutely incredible. The things that it will let us do for motorsports and the, uh, the, um, the way in which we can interact with you as fans is really uh, going to be awesome. So I can't wait for that. And I'm very excited about uh, being able to unveil that platform. And um, I hope that you all will... Uh, sign up for the magazine and then enjoy all of it because um, as we get into the season more, we're going to have stuff um, live and uh, otherwise from racetracks of all types. Um, we're going to have a lot of race coverage. We're going to have a lot of really cool stories and introduce you to some of the, the most amazing people in the sport. Um, just a lot of things going on that um, that are, that are going to be great. So can't wait for that. Now, um, I was asked earlier to talk about my thoughts about uh, the upcoming race that NASCAR is having. Uh, of course, that's two weeks away. It is called the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. And my nickname for it is Racelmania 2, because that's basically in my... <laughs> In my view, I compare it to WrestleMania. This is not a points race. It's not, I don't want to call it not a real race, but it is a made-for-TV sort of um, theatrical kind of show. Um, and you will be able to watch it in prime time. It will be live on Fox. Um, you know, and it's, and it, of course, the race takes place on a track that NASCAR has to spend over a million dollars to build, Inside the L.A. Coliseum, they are going to give away medals like the Olympics for first, second and third. So you'll have your gold, silver and bronze medals for the top three in, in the event. And um, there there's going to be a lot of uh, entertainment specific to the L.A. kind of scene, if you will. Um, I think Wiz Khalifa as part of it. And, um, it's just, it's, it's always an interesting time. This race started as a race for poll winners from the previous season at Daytona, but now it's been kind of turned into this sort of, um, show 
that it is. And so, um, you know, I, I look forward to seeing it because every year it, it, it's it, this will be the second year they've done it. I always love the uh, the Bush Clash, and I was kind of hoping for the 75th they put it back at Daytona and do it the way that they used to. But um, nonetheless, um, if you want to check it out, it is going to be on live on Fox, and I think it's February 5th or 6th, whatever that Saturday night is. Um, and uh, it should be, like I said, should be a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, that's the next big NASCAR event or the first big NASCAR event of the season. Now, of course, also this coming weekend is the Rolex 24 hours, uh, of Daytona event. And you don't want to miss that a number of NASCAR drivers involved in it this year. Um, and a lot of stuff going on. Uh, that race is always fun run on the Rolex track at Daytona. So, uh, check that out and we're going to be back next Saturday morning with another lead lap show here on WSIC. So long. You've been listening to the lead lap show. Southeast motorsports coverage on the radio for more exciting and passionate motorsport content. Follow lead lap show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.